Hey, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of Craft Beer Bucket List. How you doing, Ray? I am fantastic. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well. Uh, did you know episode 13 is like the Baker's Dozen, right? It is the Baker's Dozen, yes. But did you also know that was my favorite number as a kid? Uh, you know, I, I no, I didn't know that. <sighs> oh, that's a best friend uh, bonus point if you'd have got that right. Well, how do I know you're not just making it up, too? Because I, I feel like I would have known that. No, but, I, I uh, really was. I wanted to be yeah. 13 and everything. I remember oh, okay. in high school football, like, I was kind of heartbroken that I couldn't be number 13. I, I mean, I was not a quarterback or anything like that, so there's no chance, right? But right. Um, I really want to be 13. Uh, and, you know, there's some fantastic athletes that were the number 13, Wilt Chamberlain, Dan Marino, Alex Rodriguez, some other great people. I think Wade Boggs did. So anyway, I, I love the number 13. Michael, jo- I think Michael Jordan wore the number, was it 13 for a little bit? I thought he was 12. It may have been. I have no, I, I can't remember exactly, but anyway, yeah, he wore 23 mostly, right? Oh, 23. Um, no, he said, yeah, I knew there was a two in it. Yeah. He wore 23 and then yep. 45. And I think he wore a 12 or 13, something like that for, I don't know. Anyhow, what's your favorite number? Uh, I don't have a favorite number. No, never really thought about having a favorite number. I mean, uh-huh. for, for sarcasm's sake, I would say 42. Okay. Um, what was that? <laughs> yeah. I forget. There's some geeky science thing behind that. Um, oh my <laughs> okay. gosh, I can't even think of it, man. It's like a, a classic video game from the early Apple days, and there was a movie about it. Yeah. Well, like Stargazer's Guide to the Galaxy. You know what I'm talking. I know that's not the name, but it's something close to that. And there's some, something, like something you can bring up. Yeah. So we're on episode number 13, which I believe would make it 39 beers, right? Yes. Our next episode will hit number 42. Ooh. Ah, quick math. You're welcome. Yeah. So anyway, why don't you tell us what beers we're trying? I, I will do that. And it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, thing with the number 42. Oh, really? Okay. By the way, yeah. And uh, there's, there's, some, there's more to that. But I want to just talk about beer instead yeah. of other stuff. Uh, but tonight we've got a, a, another fantastic winter lineup. Um, our shared beer tonight is going to be uh, Falls City Street Lamp. That's a porter. Um, I'm going to be drinking um, an Oktoberfest beer uh, made by Braxton. And uh, you are going to be trying uh, Three Floyd's Alpha Claws Christmas Porter. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about the Christmas Porter um, from Three Floyd's. And I got a bottle of it from a friend. So I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, Fall right City's on. kind of, yeah, yeah. Fall City's made a, a big resurgence recently, and we can talk a little bit about them. And then the Braxton October Fuel is just, it's a solid beer. So, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. We got a solid lineup. Yeah, I know you've drank some of those, and uh, I know you sent that to me, and you had nothing but great things to say about it. Uh, it's kind of late in the season to be drinking this, but dude, I love October Fizz beer, so I'm ready to get down on it. Yeah. Well, uh, you ready to start on uh, the Fall City Street Lamp? Uh, I am. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about the brewery as when we take our first drinks here? Yeah. So full disclosure, I've already had a few drinks of it myself, um, but 
Fall City is a brewery in Louisville, Kentucky. It actually started uh, in the early 1900s, um, 1905, 1906, something like that. But the cool, I don't know, I won't say it's a cool thing. It closed down in the late 70s. I think it was 1978. It closed down. And then it reopened in 2010. Uh, so it, it had like, you know, that's a 20, 32-year period. Had to do my math again. So that's a little over 30 years. <laughs> it was it just, it just wasn't there. So it had, you know, it started off as a small uh, hometown brewery there in Louisville. They, you know, they wanted to fight the big beer scene and, you know, the, the monopoly of beers. And then it just kind of, you know, faded out uh, in, in the late 70s. And in 2010, it came back. And I, I would say this has been a great story of a comeback. So not only are they back in business, but they are doing some big things. They've got some beers that are very widely distributed, uh, highly regarded, that kind of stuff. Most people will probably know them by their hipster repellent, which is their IPA. But the Street Blend Porters, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it's a pretty good name. I, I liked it. I liked it. So uh, the Street Blend Porters also got some uh, good reviews. So when I picked this up, or when I looked at it, and I when I saw it, and then I looked it up before I bought it, I thought it was a pretty good pickup because it got some pretty good reviews. So there we are. Uh, Fall City is in Louisville, uh, making making the Roaring comeback, and I'm happy to see them. You can find them on all the social medias. Just uh, look at Falls City Beer, um, and you can see what they're all about. And they still got a little bit of that classic logo, and they've uh, incorporated some new design on their can work and stuff like that. But I check them out. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the beer itself? Absolutely. And I got to tell you, I, I just took a few drinks, you know, while you were talking about the brewery. And wow, uh, fantastic flavor, just up front, smells fantastic. So the Street Lamp Porter, it's got a 5.4% ABV, uh, fairly low IBU, uh, comes in at 30. Uh, so easy, easy to drink. Uh, for me anyway, the more, the more I drink porters, the more I like them. Uh, this is something I just brought into my repertoire maybe, you know, three or four years ago. So I haven't had near as many as you have. I mean, you've been a porter guy for uh, a long time now. Um, but man, this just has some really solid classic porter flavors. Yeah. Uh, it has a nice prominent aroma of, oh, I hope I'm saying this right, but like brown toast. Uh, yeah. Definitely roasted nuts, some dark chocolate. And a coffee. I mean, those are, especially the dark chocolate and coffee. I look for those in a porter. And largely because uh, I don't know any better. Just for me, that's, when I think porter, that's what I just, I go to. And it hits both of those. And it's just, it's, it's fantastic. It pours super dark. Um, I didn't get a really thick head off of it. Um, I don't, I pour, I, I tend to pour aggressive just because I want to see how much head I'm going to get um, on, on the pour. So, but man, just first impression, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I'm looking, uh, I want to double check, make sure I'm saying the right things about the beer here, but it's a, uh, they call it a pre prohibition style Porter. Hmm. Um, okay. can you tell me any, anything about that? Cause that's something I'm not super familiar with. Do you have any knowledge on, on I'm the not real sure. The only, the only thing I can think of is that, um, and I, I remember reading that it had molasses in it. And so that right. may be part of it. Um, I'm not uh, really okay. sure about that other than, other than the molasses. So it'd be interesting to me to see. Uh, what what exactly they're meaning? It, that may be it. You know, they're using molasses, but I wonder if there's anything else to it, like if they're using a traditional recipe or something like that. But right. 
But I, yeah, so I mean, I'm with you. So I, I, as I've been tasting, I think the the um, the hoppiness um, is something that I don't mind on this. Actually, it's got a good balance, and so you get a little bit of hoppy kick uh, throughout. Like I said, shake kick. It's very mild, but it, it kind of lingers throughout the the front to back, and then in the aftertaste and all that. It's well balanced, man. It's it, it is very to me. It's got a good creaminess to it. Yes. But it doesn't sit no, heavy. You know what I mean? No, no, I agree. And I was just about to say that, uh, bring up the creaminess of this beer. Because it really is. It goes down so smooth. It's so satisfying. And, uh, you know, this time of year, you know, when you want that warmer, I'm not going to call this a winter warmer, uh, but it just has like that that warming feeling about it. And it's uh, it's cozy. Is that yeah, wrong think- to call a beer cozy, Mike? No, I think that's exactly what a porter is supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be welcoming, is what I would say. Mm. Um, I, I, I that's like a it. Word. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, cozy sounds pretty good too. I like it because I think it's pretty representative of what a porter should be, and it's approachable for from a lot of different pe- for a lot of different people. And that you know, the welcoming, the coziness of it, whatnot. I think people that aren't dark beer, like people that aren't porters and stouts people can drink this and kind of get used to it and like it. You know, this is a good, maybe it's a good intro porter, so to speak, but it doesn't, it's not, it does not stray too far from the porter style, if, if that's a thing, um, so that to, to make that goal, to meet that goal. So it's not going to, it's still a traditional porter in a lot of ways, but it's also very uh, open to new, new porter enthusiasts as well. So. And that maybe yeah, I, I would have to go ahead. Oh, go ahead, my bad. I was gonna say maybe that's because of the you know, like we talked about the creaminess and the the coffee and the dark chocolate and that, those types of things that are that are very present, and maybe that makes it very approachable for a lot of different people. Yeah, and it really, I was just about to echo that. No, I, I think it is great for a, a beginner in the porters. You know, if they're wanting to try something new, or if they're afraid to try something that they think they won't like. This is a, a solid go-to beer for that. I would recommend it uh, for that for someone trying something new because uh, it's, it's super easy to drink. It, it looks intimidating if you're not used to seeing a beer this dark. Um, you know, a lot of light beer drinkers, they want to see through their beer. That's what they're used to seeing, and you can't see through this, and that's to be expected with a porter. But, again, I'm with you. Uh, it's smooth enough. It's light enough. It has those chocolate and coffee notes, and there's plenty of other notes that you can pick out. Um, but no, this is a, even for a solid Porter fan, I think they can enjoy this and feel good about it. So, so very the, well-rounded, well-crafted beer. Sure. The Fall City Street Lamp Porter, 5.4% ABV, 30 IBUs. Do you put this on your bucket list? Absolutely. Sweet. I would too. So I think you got two out of two people and we pick the beers because we think we'll like them. And it's always good when we do. This one wins. We got two thumbs up. People, put it on your bucket list. And we're going to take a quick break so we can pour our next beer. Yeah, we'll be right back, y'all. All right, so Ray's poured his drink, and he's ready to tell us what he's drinking and tell us all about the beer. I am ready, Mike. Uh, so I poured my pint glass here with uh, an Oktoberfest from the Braxton brewing company 
I'm excited to, like I said, really, really excited to try this one. Um, you gave it a raving review when you sent it over to me. Um, but just a little bit about Braxton. It's a, it's like a garage is more than a garage. It's, they call it like a place where uh, we build our hopes and dreams, storing them on the wall, neat as garden tools. Like that's kind of a, a cool mantra. You know, it's inviting. Um, it's local. You know, growing up especially, uh, there was always that dude in the neighborhood that had the garage door open and guys would just come hang out and drink a beer. You know, and it's cool to see a, a local brewery taking that that mindset and applying it to the beer that all the dudes came over and drank. I can totally get down with that. I get like a feeling of king of the hill. Yeah. Yeah, just the guys chilling in the front yard even, drinking a beer, looking at traffic in uh, the neighborhood trash cans. Because <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to do in small town in Texas, I guess? Like on that show. So we all can't be propane salesmen. <laughs> propane and propane accessories. <laughs> yeah. So I've actually been to Braxton uh, a handful of times. I'm telling you, it's a cool spot. I know that they've uh, done some renovation and they've got uh, a lot more space than they used to. And now they've got the Braxton Labs where they do test batching and stuff like that, which is uh, across town a little bit. And then they just opened up their barrel house, which is a little more south of them. But, man, they're doing big things. They've, they've really hit the distribution market hard and fast. And they – I forget the name of it, but they just came out with their own line of hard seltzer to compete with, oh, like, White cool. Claw and all that. Yeah. So – and, and I, the name escapes me right off the, right off the top of my head, but – um, they're they're going they're doing big things and they do have that cool spirit about them of you know working from the garage and you know fixing your own problems and being a little bit more uh, roll up your sleeves kind of attitude. But I mean they're doing big things. They've got some good beers. Uh, this is one of my favorite seasonal beers that they push out. So I'm excited to hear what you think about it. Uh, but I'll let you tell us about the beer and then your review. And you caught me on another big gulp there. Sorry for the hey, dramatic that, pause. Hey, that beer deserves a big gulp, so have at it. Yeah, no, it does. Uh, first impression is just like, yes. What I, this is what I, exactly what I want from an Oktoberfest. Uh, it pours just fantastic. has a nice, um, what's the color I'm looking for? It's not yellow. It's not golden. There's a word here, and it's slipping my mind. Um, I want to say maybe like a copper orangey dark copper maybe uh just a you know nice head uh, when i poured it out it, it faded quickly uh, into a ring at the edge of my glass you know just i, I want to see that but just classic oktoberfest flavors and uh, i, I want to call this out before i forget um braxton calls this their october fuel i just mentioned it was an oktoberfest so this is absolutely the braxton october fuel uh beer it comes in at a 6% ABV. Uh, this is another one that's super low on the IBUs. Uh, me being an IPA guy, you know, if it's below like 80 IBUs, I'm like, that's light. Um, but this has 20 IBUs. Uh, so it's, I'm good with that for an Oktoberfest. That, I think that's about right where it needs to be. It has a nice aroma about it, kind of caramely. Uh, it has a, a nice fruitiness about it. Uh, maybe some some dried fruits or uh, maybe what's another dried fruit I could pick out like a 
crazy, not a crazy, like a raisin. Maybe your raisins mixed in there. And that's a, that's nice to smell, you know, before you take this down. It certainly fits. Uh, it's kind of malty, which is which is nice. Uh, with the with the caramel blended in. And uh, what's another? It's another popular word we use for Oktoberfest. Uh, kind of bready, if you will. So kind of like you know those nice warming things that you would expect. Again, not not a winter warmer. You know, Oktoberfest comes out a little bit before it really gets cold, so it has a different you know feel about it. But this really hits those notes that I want, and uh, I am absolutely uh, enjoying every bit of this. And I got to take you out on this, Mike. We didn't talk about this on our first beer like, at all, but the carbonation here, on point, yeah. my dude. Yeah, it's just. It's, it's crisp. That's the best way I can say it. Not over under carbonated, but has a nice crispiness about it. And just makes this really smooth and enjoyable. And uh, I'm sad that I don't have more of these in my beer fridge in my office where uh, we record. Because I just want to, to pound this and, and open another one. That, my dude, I can help uh, come September next year. Uh, I'm, I'm 100% okay with that. So, so easy for me. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, so it's at 6%, 20 IBUs, Braxton October Fuel, which is an Oktoberfest slash Marzen beer. Um, yes. You know, it's uh, sounds to me like you got a pretty good review. Would you put it on your crap beer bucket list? I would put it on the bucket list. And, uh, you know, we the, the can art on this, Mike, uh, I like it, dude. Uh, it's easy to identify. You know, it's Braxton. They have a, I have no idea what to call their font, but it's very much Braxton. You see it and you know, it's Braxton. And I like that. It's got a nice, cool, uh, light blue can. And there's some little splotches on here that makes me think it's, you know, snowing like a late October, you know, light snow, which is cool to see. Uh, it has Oktoberfest logger on it. So you know exactly what you're getting into. They've done great with the design, letting you know it's a, a seasonal type beer. And uh, has uh, now you might know this more than me, you having been to the brewery, but there's an eagle, or what appears to me to be an eagle or some kind of bird that sits yeah. on top of the word Braxton. Yeah, and I think that looks super cool. It's kind of yeah, tribal looking. Yeah, their logo. Um, yeah, there's been some uh, different variations of that uh, onto the different okay. beers, but. Definitely, and the the logo of the eagle kind of has the same kind of feel or look as the font does. Right. Yeah. No, it's cool. And I think even the body of the bird is like a looks like hops. Yep, that's right. I forgot about that. So yeah. I think that's super cool. Now it's all yeah, it's incorporated. Yeah. So I, I like it, man. It uh, just ties everything together, and it, it's enjoyable. You know, and the can art's there. It's like, oh, that looks good, and then it smells good, and it tastes good. It's like, yeah. So well-rounded experience. And like I said, easy, easy to go up on my bucket list. I highly recommend this. And uh, I'm sad I'm not going to have any more of these until, you know, late September, October next year. That's okay. It gives me something to look forward to. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad we added another beer to our bucket list. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, yeah. Th- thanks again for sending this over to me, dude. I'm certainly in- enjoying this. Hey. It's just about gone. I didn't waste any time with it. It's like, dude, this is good. <laughs> Very cool, man. So, Mike, um, like I'm, I'm good with this, man. Nothing, nothing but thumbs up for me and, and high praise. Uh, you ready to take another quick break so you can pour your beer and get ready? Let's do it. All right, give us about one minute, folks, and we'll be right back. Boom.
All right, guys, thanks for hanging out for just a second while Mike poured his beer. So we're back at it. Mike, go ahead and tell us about your poured beer. The beer I poured and have tasted, and it tastes really good, is Three Floyds Brewing. It's called Alpha Claus, and it is a Christmas porter. Three Floyds Brewing is out of Munster, Indiana, which I know everybody probably doesn't know where that's at. <laughs> but it's basically in the south side of Chicago, just in Indiana. It's actually a little bit northwest of Gary, Indiana, which some people know. So it's basically the south side of Chicago. Um, they started in 96. Um, they had a Frankenstein setup when they first started their brewing, which uh, uh, brewers out there will understand. Um, but Frankenstein means basically it's a hodgepodge of different equipment. Like when you buy brewing equipment from, you know, a lot of home brewers have SS Brewtech or something like that, or Grainfathers, and then you get into the other systems that, and there's a wide range of different people that make it. But uh, Frankenstein system is just something that's kind of pieced together, uh, piecemeal kind of thing. So that's what they started off on, and they, they've slowly made some uh, different beers. They've come to have kind of a cult following. They're, um, you know, this, this is Alpha Claus, which is, I would say, the Christmas version of Alpha King, their IPA. But they also have a, a, a number of other highly regarded beers. So it's no surprise to me that this is a well-crafted beer, just to be honest. So, uh, it, you know, I would encourage people to check them out. Um, Three Floyds Brewing on social media, on, you know, internet, interwebs and all that. But I'll be honest, when I think of Three Floyds Brewing, the first thing I think of is the song Bad, Bad, Lawyer Brown. Do you remember that? Raising Law while they end over there. Yeah, dude, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> muted my microphone a second ago so I could sneeze because I thought I'd blow out somebody's eardrums and I never unmuted. Oh, you're so I'm fine. sitting over here like bad, bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> yeah, so so that's My what bad. I so yeah. When I think of whenever I hear Three Floyds Brewing, and and I'm in a part of the country where you know we get their beers pretty on the reg. Every time I think of it, I think of you know the, you know South Side of Chicago, the baddest part of town, and yeah, bad, bad Leroy Brown. You know, he's uh, what he's about six foot four, right? <laughs> anyway, I think so. Uh, yeah. So anyway. I just think of that song and, you know, uh, you know, it's a great song. Um, and Three Floyds Brewing is a great brewery and they have some great beers. So to talk about Alpha Claws a little bit, it's a Christmas porter, uh, comes in at 6% ABV uh, with 38 IBUs. So it has got some hops in. Um, on the website, let me pull this up here. So somewhere, anyway, so somewhere I, I, I was going to look, look at the website, but I've got it written down here too. It, set, it says, it's Alpha King's festive cousin. It's a big American Christmas porter brewed with English chocolate malt, Mexican sugar, and tons of strange American hops. So it is a, it is a hoppy Christmas porter beer. So when, when I poured this, it's dark. I mean, it's dark. I, it's darker than the street lamp porter. So, I mean, it, it's uh, it's beautiful. I can tell you that. It is it is a beautiful beer. I'm sitting here looking at it and admiring it. And it tastes so admire good. Admire that beer. Yeah, Admire it. it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's just something like, it, you know, you need to get a still photo of it and just admire it. 
the the taste is really good. It's got. I'm trying to like really. It's got a coffee type flavor to it. With some bitterness coming in. But the, the hoppiness kind of brings out of a little bit of uh, citrusy type flavor. Um, and I'm not real good at the hops, picking out which hops are or what. And it might be a little. So it's got a little bit of citrusy and maybe a little, a little piney taste to it. But right up front, you can kind of, t it, it reminds me of some black coffee. Like I like my coffee dark and thick, right? And it kind of has, that's the coffee version of that. There's not a lot of like the, the typical Christmas spice to it. It's got a little bit of cocoa that kind of go along with that coffee. It's a uh, pretty, it's, I'd say it's got a medium type body. It's not too thick in the body. It's fairly dry. So it's, uh, you know, it's got, it dries up pretty quick. Man, if, if, if I didn't know this was a Christmas porter, in all honesty, yeah, I would think it's a black IPA. It's not quite as hoppy as I would think a black IPA would be. Right. But if, if, if you had blindfolded me and given me this beer and I had no idea what it was, I would say it's a, I, I would say it's an IPA. Well, wow, that's crazy. It only has thirty-eight, I, or the IBU is thirty-eight. Yeah, and, so I'm, and not, I'm not saying not it's not super hoppy. hoppy. Yeah, I'm not saying it's super hoppy, but it's definitely present. Definitely okay. present. So, what I was going to say though is, I think if you're a, a, somebody who loves IPAs and you're if you're a hop head or you know whatever you want to call them, this is the porter for you. I think it's tasty, and I'm glad I had it. I would not say it would be my favorite porter because I, you know, I'm a little bit, I don't like the hops as much. I don't like the, the high bitterness as much as some folks like, like yourself. So I think that this was something that you would really appreciate, man. I think it sounds really like, like it. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, overall, I'm super glad I tried it actually. And I would say for what it is, it's a great representation of what it's supposed to be. So along with that, something that with, with Three Floyds specifically is they have some crazy artwork on their uh, bottles. Uh, I don't know if I'm, you know, now that I think of it, I've never had a beer of theirs in a can that I can think of. So anyway, you know, whether it's Space Station, Middle Finger, or Robert the Bruce, or Dark Lord, Alpha King, Zombie Dust, whatever it is, their, their artwork is always pretty nifty. Um, and I don't know how to describe this. It looks like a demon Santa Claus uh, Ooh, on there. Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, different. Um, I wouldn't even say it's Santa Claus. I'll be honest. It looks like a like a demon samurai. Um, man, no, I really want it. Yeah, um, it's pretty it's pretty interesting artwork, but but they're all kind of like that to be honest. So there's all there's there's always something unique and odd and cool about the artwork on their on their labeling. Uh, so I think three, you know, three Floyds does an excellent job with that bottom line. So overall, what I would say is, uh, I would add this to your craft beer bucket list. 
I would try it. I think there's some other ones. If you ever get to Three Floyds, I've never been there. I want the brewery is on my brewery bucket list, of course. So I think there's some other beers that you you know that are must try that are must haves on that from that brewery. So I would say put it on the list. I think it's worth a try uh, for a lot of different people, and I think some some hopheads are going to really really like it. So right on. that's what I got, man. I, I pretty straightforward review. I'm about halfway through it. I like it. So there you go. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Boom. That's a solid review. And this is definitely one that I would want to try because I, I do like hoppy, hoppy flavors, you know, a lot of bitters. Um, I don't know if I want those in a porter so much, but it sounds interesting. I definitely want to give this one a shot. So I'll say this. I had Three Floyds Dark Lord, and it was probably one of the best stouts I've ever had in my life. It was really good. So, you know, they they just do such a good job on all their beers, man. Zombie Dust yeah. is like a highly, highly regarded pale ale. I mean, people, I mean, people used to have problems getting it, and people would go crazy over it. You pay ten dollars a bottle sometimes for it. Wow. Yeah. I you know, it's kinda like that dogfish head one twenty, you know. Right. Oh, I love that. It's, love it's just, that one so much. But it's just because it's hard to get, it's you know, it's even got more buzz to it. So Right. Yeah. So Mike, I've got a curveball for you, buddy. Yeah, do it. One question trivia for you, my friend. Oh yes. Yeah. So uh, since we have a beer out of Indiana, I have a, an Indiana-based question for you, Mike. Sure. What is the name of the state pie of Indiana? The state pie of Indiana? Mm, I really don't expect you to know this, but I like pie. And I'm like, you know what? This is a fantastic question. I mean, I, I guess I can take a, I mean, I can take a guess. Absolutely, you can. Um, sweet potato. No, a little too far north, I think, for that to be a state pie. Dude, I sweet sweet potato pie is some of the best pie. Number one. Um, all right. So, is it key lime? No, it's not. <laughs> okay, key lime. Maybe in Florida. <laughs> hey, I'm trying everything I can here. Let's just go traditional pumpkin. Nope, not pumpkin. All all great guesses. Okay, uh, but it's the sugar cream pie. Uh, I don't know if I ever even had a sugar cream pie. Yeah. So what is also a sugar known cream as, pie? Dude, it's cream made out of sugar, bro. Okay. No, I don't know. Um, I don't know that I've ever had it, <laughs> even as much of a foodie as I am. Uh, I didn't know this when I looked it up. I thought, oh, here's a fun little trivia question. Um, but the sugar cream pie is also known as Hoosier sugar cream pie. It's very popular in Indiana. Yeah. Um, it kind of has a, a, a Quaker um, origination and the All largest right. manufacturer of these pies is called Wicks Pies, and uh, they have a plant in Winchester, Indiana. Huh, so a me. whole bunch of fun facts there about yeah. the good old Hoosier State. Maybe when I venture up and visit Three Floyds, I'll have a Hoosier cream pie. I would highly recommend that, Mike, and I bet you'll find a beer to pair with that fantastically. Yes. It's a great idea. Yeah. You, you have some great ideas, Ray. I appreciate your friendship with all your ideas. Oh, well, thanks, man. 
Yeah. So. Cool. That's all I have. I mean, we we have three fantastic beers. We've recommended you put all three on the bucket list. So, Boom. yeah. I mean, so to, so to recap, we had the Falls City uh, in Louisville, their Street Lamp Porter, which is a very traditional porter. Braxton Brewing, which is in Covington, Kentucky. Uh, their October Fuel, which is an Oktoberfest Marzen. Uh, and that's what you drink. And then correct. Uh, the beer I had was Alpha Claws by Three Floyds Brewing out of Munster, Indiana. Uh, and that's a Christmas porter. And we're putting all three of them on a the bucket list. How about that? I think we're pretty solid, man. I think so. Well, I want to thank everybody listening to episode 13 of Craft Beer Bucket List. Uh, I think we say it every time we record, and it, we have a lot of fun doing this. It's a lot of fun selecting beers, thinking about beers to put on the podcast, and then cracking the can, popping the lid, pouring it, and talking about it. We get jazzed up about this, uh, so I hope everybody has as much fun as we do. I'll let Ray do the social media outro, and we'll see you soon. All right, absolutely. no, And I'm with Mike. I enjoy this so much. I look forward to it. Every time we record a new episode and try some fantastic craft beer from all over the United States. And before you guys turn off the radios, put the cell phones away, however you listen to your podcast, be sure to give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Give us some thumbs up. Be sure to share it with your friends and families. In the description of the podcast, be sure to look for all of the social media links to all of the craft brewers where we tried their beer. We want to support local. We encourage everyone to drink local. So thanks again for being here. Also, be sure to check out our social medias as well. We have accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We appreciate each and every one of you guys, and we look forward to talking to you again on episode 14. So be safe, drink local, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Later on, everybody. Adios. Adios.